Welcome back to It's Me, Frankie B. I'm sitting here with our boy Kobe. We're outside smoking some cigars and drinking some bourbon. We were already halfway done with the cigar and the bourbon because <laughs> had a little recording uh, issue here where it stopped recording or it didn't record and it just the red light went off. So I'm going to keep an eye on that freaking red light now. Rogan would never. Yeah, never, probably never, not. Never. <laughs> Actually, you know what? My favorite podcasters had something very similar. So I'm going to be the guy and say, you guys just missed out on the most electric podcast ever <laughs> yeah. because of Frankie's. Ass, not checking for the red light. That's I'm tough. sorry. Tough I look pressed on you, it. Frankie. Yeah. Tough, like, yeah. tough look on you. It is. It is. Right. I mean, it, I'm sorry, guys. I was thinking about Messi's billions, and I was just lost in the sauce. So anyways, um, Ed's here. Ed's here. He's online. <laughs> and then we got a special guest. Our boy, Sammy Whammy Bobammy. <laughs> V5-O-Fum. Sammy. First guest <laughs> of the pod. Yes. First, First guest. guest. We Love should that. get him a t-shirt. <laughs> oh, I would love that. I'd wear it everywhere. Ah, uh, dude, <laughs> I have a t-shirt. Uh, hold on, no, no, no. But once, once, uh, Haley comes through with the with the logo, which I don't think she's ever gonna do because I asked her about it's two Haley. months ago. It's Haley. Yeah, yeah, and I asked her two months ago. I want to get, I want to get a just a logo t-shirt, a big ass fucking logo across the front, and then on the bottom it's gonna say, "I was a guest on Frank." It's me, Frankie B. The first. The f- It'll say the first. Well, yeah. So we should get, we should get some. That that have like just I I'm was a the guest, guest, and then we can write on Sharpie the first on yes. Sam's. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Get that I agree. framed. I yeah. love it. No, you gotta wear it. You gotta wear it everywhere. Somebody's like, "Oh my I'll god, you were on the podcast." <laughs> and be like, "Yeah, dude, check it out. It's free marketing." Yeah, check it out. And then for every new listener we get, Kobe will pay you a dollar. <laughs> Royalties, baby. You think I got that cash flow, brother? You think I got it like that? I mean, I hope. I'm not messing. Or at least one day we will. Um, but yeah, we're going to kind of get into it a little bit. We'll talk about Sam, uh, what he does for a living. We'll kind of go into, um, you know, how we met him as friends coming up. We'll get into the messy situation with his contract and what he's doing coming to MLS. And then Sam is extremely knowledgeable out of the entire friend group that watches soccer in Europe. Um, through the English Premier League, he is the most knowledgeable when it comes to rules and regulations and how the transfers work and all that kind of stuff. So we're going to get into that a little bit. We're going to talk about the season that just wrapped up. And then uh, we're going to do some way too early look-aheads at next season. We'll talk about some Champions League and some predictions for City versus uh, Inter Milan and kind of go from there. So welcome, Sam. Yeah, Pleasure to be on. First guest, I love it. Yeah, first of many, I hope. You're the only one we could convince. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, that's fine with me too. <laughs> and you know the thing I love about Sam is I literally just said I texted. I was like, "Well, trying to create the rundown today," and I'm sitting there thinking, "I'm like, well, crap. What are, what are we going to talk about today? Because I haven't done a lot of research this week on anything." And I was like, "Oh, well, I've talked to Sam multiple times about coming on and talking about EPL because." Um, we were talking about EPL probably about a month ago, and I get a text from Sam because you boys are not knowledgeable <laughs> on EPL. And I said, no, no, we really aren't because we were talking about promotions and relegations and how that works and how it works when it comes into Champions League. So we'll get into that today. So Sam is the man when it comes to that. Oh, yeah. He is the man. The man with the plan. Yeah, my pa- so my Sam. Uh, any other sport. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like Sam is, is the major key of soccer. Um, not major as not alert. as knowledge and knowledgeable in most other sports, but s- soccer 
is his thing. So, Sam, kind of tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, what do you do for a living? Yep. So I work in the finance and accounting industry. So I work in a lot of project-based stuff, so like process improvements, you know, uh, data efficiency. So like working with data a lot, and then also a lot of um, the financial reporting and the year-end audits that we do for my particular department. And I've been with my company for about six years now. So it's been a fun journey since, you know, graduating and getting to here we are now. So I'm enjoying it and I'm, I'm loving it. That's awesome. Random question. Cause I just thought about this. <laughs> do you go to the young professionals club that I believe is in your building? It's like, I think once a week on the top floor or something. Never done that once. Okay. Um, and there's also, I think, a really nice restaurant in your guys' building as well that they open yeah. it up, like, every, like, a few weekends a year to go to. Might try to hit that up mm-hmm. someday just to see if it's good because it, uh, it overlooks Indianapolis towards the circle, so that's pretty nice. Yeah, it's called Sky Club or Skyline. I don't remember exactly the restaurant that yeah. it's called, but, yeah, it's on the 36th floor of the building. Especially when I've been there a couple of times, mostly mm-hmm. for breakfast, but, yeah. Can't beat the view. Little brekkie, little brekkie yeah, in the morning. That's pretty clutch. We, I, I work in Salesforce Tower, and I can say that because there's like five different companies that work in there. One of them, I'm pretty sure, is a modeling agency because the people that walk out of there, men and women, are all like make you feel like you want to kill yourself. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> I'm about to yeah. jump off the top ropes of this building. <laughs> like, damn, it's a real estate firm. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it no very shit. much could Selling be selling sunset type shit. But they, uh. Yeah, Juju's deep into that show. She loves watching I, it, all the drama. I, so I watched one episode or two episodes actually, just because Thomas Bryant was on it. He was trying to sell his mansion in L.A. because he got traded. No, he's trying to sell his. He's trying to maybe buy one in L.A. because he got drafted or picked up by the Lakers. Little did he know he mm-hmm. wouldn't be with the Lakers for very long because LeBron had him traded. But that's a story for another day. Yeah, <laughs> um, my boy Darren Collison was just on the show two seasons. Oh, ago. That's cool. Yeah, that's your boy. There. I mean, yes. You friends with him? Actually, yes. You can can you text him right now? I could. I'm not going to, show but me. I could. Show me. You guys' number? Yes. And don't change the contact in your phone right now. I'm not. Alan. Oh, Alan's gonna on. be so. Yeah. Hold uh-huh. on. What's his ex-wife's uh-huh. name? Well, Oh, you got his ex-wife's number? I do. You dog. I you do. dog. So, so his, his, his son, he's King. He's got that dog in him. His son, King, um, we actually, I actually talked to his wife about it because they, we were thinking about having my my girl, Juju. My, um, girl, my she girl. was. We were thinking about having her nanny for them because they uh. were having to travel a lot, obviously, when he was with the Pacers. And Wait, they had to travel? Yeah, shocker. Oh, crazy. Um, and I was trying to get him... You know, them linked up because I'm like, well, that'd be pretty That'd cool. be pretty sick. Yeah. yeah. And um, never did come to fruition, but they used to come into the restaurant I used to serve at all the time. And obviously late at night after the games and get to shoot the shit with him and tell him he did good or bad that game. Um, I obviously, should... never. I would never actually do that. But... Oh, because he's doing something you'd never <laughs> yeah, be able to do. Brother. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but he's really doing something cool now. He retired and he does a lot of uh, training of younger athletes and mm. NBA players now. So it's pretty neat on that end but um yeah we're kind of getting off base here Um, (laughs) as is tradition as is tradition correct but yeah i mean we're gonna get into the messy situation but we kind of got to know sam i was and we were in like first or second grade class together and we were close we were friends but not like to the extent that we are now what school did you guys go to uh 
Pine Tree and Hickory oh, was where I went. Pine Tree Hickory. So yeah. I was in I was at the same school. Yeah. I, I went to both those. Pine Tree gang. Yeah, Pine Tree. Yeah. Pine Tree. Ed, you went to Pine Tree too. I was a Pine Tree. Kid uh, you were, all, you were in the dumb years. classes. I know. Oh, so I didn't see that's, you. So we were only in it because all of us were on the other Up side of Avon. Until Hickory opened. The cool side of Avon. Yep. Yeah. And um, so we were in Pine Tree for kindergarten and first, I believe, and then second grade is when we were pushed over to Hickory. Um, yeah, I was only there. I wasn't there for kindergarten. I went to fucking okay. private school. Yeah, you were uh, at the Catholic private school. That's correct. Nerd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then we got into you know Kobe, Cody, Ed, and Sam. They all played soccer together. Um, we already talked about how KBZ was started between those Ed, Kobe, and Cody. And then we joked that it was a gang, and that's when we started hanging out with Sam more in freshman year. And then. <laughs> Pretty sure it was a cold fall day uh, or fall night. It could have even been winter. It could have. There was still I water. Think it was winter. Yeah. Okay. There was. But why was there water? Because they probably don't drain cool. that pool. Yeah, they don't drain yeah. it. They probably just shock it at yeah. the beginning of the next year. And then cut the cut the pipes, plug the pipes. I bet I bet they don't drain it. Yeah, but it costs a lot of money to fill. There the pool. was there was water in the pool at his neighborhood pool, and we said, if you want to be part of the gang, you got to skinny dip and jump in it. So he did. And of course, the jerks that we were grabbed all of his clothes and sprinted back to his house, and he had to run naked that's through just, his neighborhood. That's just a classic move, though. Yeah. yeah. The fact that he didn't—he probably even thought about it as he was jumping. He's like, "These assholes are gonna take my clothes." No, I didn't even think about it all. Just uh, like, eh, well. That's not shocking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, and he did it. He's probably the only one. Actually, he was the only one that had no, to be he was. initiated into the he gang was. because he got. He got some. Uh, he had to do some stuff, but at least he didn't. At least he didn't get like jumped like real gangs. Yeah, that's very that's true. That, that's... I would never do that shit. Uh, actually, <laughs> unless it was a cool gang. Well, there's actually the song Ross Cappuccioni. You can look that up. It is literally about that. About um, a guy was trying to join a gang, a kid from high school, and he became friends with a kind of a loser within the school, and part of the process was him having to kill someone. So, the song is literally, it shows you both sides of it. One side is from the gang, the kid trying to join the gang and shoot someone, and then the side of the, the nobody kid and his process of, like, meeting this kid and thinking he's a cool dude until he shoots him. So, pretty deep song, but it, it is a good one by Joyner Lucas. So, yeah, Jordan, <laughs> that Jordan guy, Joyner Lucas. Your um, favorite boy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's... I love him. I love his freestyles. I love his music. But the boy, uh, the boy needs to come out. Like he had his EPs were solid, and then all of a sudden his actual two official albums that he came out with were just meh. So kind of disappointing. Mid. Yeah. The word you're looking for is mid. Yeah. Meh. Mid. <laughs> Same thing. Um, but yeah, and so that's how we kind of got to know Sam, and he joined the gang, and he's been with the gang ever since, and yeah. And this is the part that I love about Sam. We are sitting there, and I've talked to him a couple times about EPL, getting to be more knowledgeable in it, trying to understand it. He was the first one that was, like, super, super welcoming when it came to me trying to learn because he tried to he tried to learn me some when I uh, was younger <laughs> in high school and stuff, and then he would try to bring it up. I'm like, Sam, I don't give a fuck about soccer. Stop it. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like every I think it was like every Saturday and Sunday morning, like I would be sitting there on the couch and just hanging out, and then Arsenal was always on TV. And so I started watching the games. And I'm like, okay, this ain't bad. Well, let me rephrase. Used to watch the United States women's national team. It was about the only Hell soccer yeah. I'd watch because that was, shit was fire. Yeah. 
And then I started kind of watching some Arsenal and getting into it, started asking Sam some more questions. A lot of dumb questions, and I appreciate Sam for not being patronizing about it. He just was like, I would be like, hey, they only scored one goal. Why are they Why are they just sitting back? Oh, they're parking the bus. This is what Chelsea does. Oh, this is, you know, and whatever it is. <laughs> and Chelsea bunch of losers. Yes. But he was very, very helpful in letting me understand and be knowledgeable. And now I can have some decent conversations with the gangs about, you know, movements and passing and what they're doing. And it's uh, it's been extremely helpful. So appreciate Sam for that. And yeah, let's uh, let's get into the Messi deal a little bit. So big news this week: Messi signed with Inter Miami. He is planning to come. He had an offer with Saudi Arabia for three years, like 1.6 something billion. Um, mm-hmm. Absolutely insane money, but Saudi Arabia just prints money at this point. Um, wow. It grows on. It's all dirty money. Yeah, and it grows on the. <laughs> it grows, it grows, on, the it grows on oil. Yeah, yeah it grows on oil <laughs> instead of on a tree. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just. So yeah, Sam, if you want to get into that a little bit, that'd be great. Yeah. So, his deal with PSG because he was at he was in Paris for the last two years and he decided Paris. to not renew his contract. So, he just said, you know what, one new challenge in life, and of course with Cristiano already going to Saudi Arabia and a bunch of others like. I want to say has been stars, but stars are in their past their thirties, so they're now trying to make a push for like a lot of superstars to come to the league. And of course, if you're gonna have Cristiano, you gotta have Messi. So they they offered I don't know which club it was in Saudi Arabia. They offered 1.6 billion over a three year period, but then he got an offer back in like October of 2002 for at Miami, and they just said, yeah, we wanted you to come here, and they decided, yeah, we're going to go to Miami, and the deal that he got basically is just unheard of. I mean, he's got the biggest brands working with him, Adidas, Apple, so, like, in the long term, I think he's understood, like, you know what, I'm already a billionaire, I've made all this money, it's about time that I, I shift my focus, and I think now he's probably got the right focus on what he would want to do in the next 30, 40 years of his life. Yeah, power and, power over money. And, and also, I feel like Dude, he's going to be the man in the MLS. He's going to stunt on every single one of those players, right? Am I wrong? He doesn't move like he used to because obviously he's a little older. Yeah, but, but he's still, still. going to be technically yeah. he's he's gonna be a technically better old. player than he's still going to be better than any of those players. I mean, technically I mean, he's going to be very good on the ball, and everybody's going to want to do one hundred and ten percent against him. So he's going to be like, well, I can pass so around you, I can he's, move around you. He's, he's still going to be the number one guy. Yeah, but he, he's going to score gonna, five goals a game. I wouldn't go that, to that extent. Um, but do you think it'll be like a situation like, will he be better or the same or lower than Zlatan when he came over here? Is that how you say his name, Zlatan? Zlatan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when Zlatan came, he I forgot was still, he came over here. He was about 34, 35 when he came, and he was still killing it. But Messi is just a completely different animal to Zlatan. The way that he just moves with the ball and just the stature that he has as a player, it's he's going to actually just destroy this league. It's going to be like when Beckham came. He's going to just actually right. just take it by storm. I think that's probably the better comparison. Okay, that's good. Enough. Right, right, Sam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beckham is obviously the first real worldwide superstar. Yeah, and then you then get Messi, who's the one of two greatest, and then you can add Neymar in terms of worldwide superstars that are currently out there right yeah. now. Yeah. So, do you think that this could be a situation that opens the door? For Ronaldo, if he wanted to leave Saudi or Neymar when he wants to, like, um, would that open the door for those kind of stars to come in for this kind of deal, or do you think this was like a 
specific to Messi's situation? Well, I think it's hard to say because, I mean, the way that the MLS does it, they do it like American American teams. Like, they have, like, a cap. Like, you can't spend this much versus Europe and the rest of the world. They actually allow teams to spend as much as long as they're within, like, financial restrictions. So, I mean... Shout out Man City, if the right MLS, If they do it a little differently, then it could open the doors because you could have some players, like, for example, with Chelsea's team, there's a player named Oscar that was fantastic for them. He got an offer for about almost a million dollars a year, and he wasn't really a superstar in China. And he decided to do that for like last 10 years, and he just absolutely just bankrolled it. So yeah. I can see some good players being like, you know what? I can go to America. I can enjoy being on a coast. I can be in New York City, wherever. I can see it definitely happen. So, like, it's. I but feel, I feel in terms like, of Cristiano, yeah. I think he might be. I think he might be done after Saudi Arabia, but I don't know. I mean, he's. I mean, monster mentality I mean, I mean the boys. Think, so like, sorry, Ed, what were you gonna say? I, I was gonna say at the end of the day, guys, it is a job. Yeah. People trying to make money. People at that age have families. Like they're just trying to play the best, the best card for their family at that point. Yeah, and that's what Messi did. That's what he literally did. He's like, you know what? I can be in Miami. We can have a mansion. We can be away from everybody. Absolutely perfect. Well, and it's also he probably couldn't live a normal life in Europe, like he probably could in America. I I'm just gonna guess it's also closer to home if you wanted to fly home faster than right. it would be from yeah. Spain or France or anywhere else. Yeah. Maybe about and a ten hour flight, probably. Yeah, and I mean, I know Miami is very like heavy Latinos. Yeah, but yeah. If he drives two hours Central Florida. He could walk into a Piggly Wiggly. Nobody's going to know who the fuck he is. Maybe the guy's working at the deli, the deli desk, but nobody's... He'd you know definitely I mean? be known at Disney. If he went to Disney in any of the uh, places, he would definitely be Right, there. right. Any, any tourist hotspot or anything like that. But you like think? Central Central freaking Florida. Where, hey, man, I got where, family that lives in Fl- Central Florida. Yeah, Central Florida where it's only golf communities and old farts. Yeah, he, he could definitely do that, I think. He could do whatever Fort that Lauderdale's in Central bottom. Florida. I wouldn't say that's Central. That's... That's the coast. It's That's got the, the beach. coast. What do you mean? We're oh, talking. So like, you mean like inland? Yes, we're talking yeah. inland. Oh, yes, we're talking like, inland. Like central inland Florida. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's not much in inland like, Florida. For, it's a bunch for of example, for you country bumpkins, bunch of gators. We're we're talking <laughs> bunch of like gators and swamps. Like baby. he's gonna be near Louisville on the Ohio River if it was Indiana. I understand. And we're talking about coming to like. Bedford. Le- yeah, Bedford or Lagoda <laughs> or Greencastle, and then no one will know who he is. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. All that's, right. that's what we're talking about. I see. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's incredible. And, I mean, and, I mean, hell, Ronaldo, he's already got a great deal. Um, I think they said upwards mm-hmm. of $200 million a year for Saudi, and he's going to probably be able to do that for three to five years, whatever he wants to do, and make a billion mm-hmm. dollars in earnings. And a he'll billy. just – yeah, and he'll just chill. And the thing is, I thought it was wild because he's, you know, doing the smart financial route, and he never married the girl he's been with and has <laughs> kids with, so he doesn't have Genius. any financial obligations to her if they get divorced. But um, yeah, he's they had he had to get allowance from the government to be able to live with her yes. there, and they they approved what? it. And they're like, oh, yeah, Saudi, yeah, yeah I was going to mention that. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, he it's Saudi, so they were like, yeah, no. You can't live with a person you're not married to, or a girl, or you That's know, opposite so sex. Fucked up. And yeah, they they said he no. Said, right, well, then. <laughs> yeah, they said Deuces. no. We'll uh, we'll allow that for you. For you, you know what I just thought about? 
How cool is it for all those MLS players, <clears throat> especially in Miami, they get to play yeah. with Messi? Yeah. Those mm-hmm. I'm sure all those because they're based, I'm sure all those MLS guys are like literal kids. I mean, they're fuck, probably like 20s. I can't imagine there's like old farts playing in MLS. Think about Allen when he was playing for like the the Chicago Fire Development yeah. League or whatever it imagine was. Imagine if like Messi just walked yeah, in and said, like, "Hey, dude, listen, hey, we're practicing on the same field as him." Yeah. Like we run into him like that's insane. Allen would have shit his pants. A little dream come true, quite yeah. literally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, literally. most most of those guys probably in the MLS probably grew up idolizing Messi and now he's on the same field as you. Yeah. Like that that is that probably real. Oh dude, that's I mean, it'd be like Michael Jordan going to Eastern Europe and playing fucking basketball yeah. over well, there. And that's what for I was, like his final oh, couple of years. I was I was saying I don't know about I, that. Honestly, I think it'd be like LeBron going to China like right now. Yeah. It'd that be might like, be better. If, yeah. if China was like, terrible. "Hey, hey, well, well, it'd have to be like a a trillion yen or whatever it is over there because they're RMB, yeah, whatever <laughs> it is." But they'd be like, uh, you know, hey, I don't know what they use. I know Japanese yen, yeah. Chinese yuan, mm, something won. like that. Yeah, Chinese yuan, something right. like that. Well, Hong Kong Bro, uses like the dollar. Yeah, Hong Kong dollar. Yeah. Because it's a free enterprise. Anyways. Um, but, yeah, anyway, like it would be like LeBron doing that now for any of us uh, yeah. stupid Americans that don't pay attention to soccer. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just – it's incredible. Incredible. I'm very happy for Messi. I think it's a great opportunity for the States as well with MLS. I still think mm-hmm. that MLS – I mean, we've talked about this, and, Sam, I know you've talked about it. MLS, need, we need to wake up with soccer, and if we want – our I've national got a take teams. On this. Okay, um, if we want our national teams to do better, we're not counting the women's. The men's national team, and we want our MLS to be more respected. We have to get away from the standard pro sports of America and do more of a relegation promotion style. Style. They don't have to go to mm. college to get drafted. They need to do more development leagues or development programs like that. Because, like, I keep mm-hmm. joking with Juju. I'm going to send uh, Coop when he's like five years old. I'm just going to s- drop him off in Royale and be like, this is where you live now. Um, go go to the academy. Like, and that's. Oh, be free. Yeah. Be, with be free. free. Run, run. <laughs> make, make daddy some money so I can, <laughs> I can retire early. Um, but no, American, I mean. American owners will never go for it, though. I mean, like, that, that's them losing money if their team does poorly and they go down to the lower league, lower TV revenues and stuff. Like. American owners will just never go for it when they've got a closed league and guaranteed yeah. revenue each year. Like it, it's a shame, but they'll just never go for it. Could, I'd could, be shocked if they actually do. Could you flip it and say, what if you bought like a Wrexham, like like the Ryan did? Um, why am I blanking on his last name? Reynolds. Thank you, Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds did. And, and uh, Mac- if they get promoted, McElhenney. Yeah, McElhenney. Yeah, McElhenney. Yeah. It's like you could also say it could be a strong investment because if they start doing well, I mean, hell, wasn't yeah. it? It was actually LeBron. He put in like twenty million dollars to Liverpool. Then they won the league, and his he's his like value in the team's now worth like two hundred million. It's like the money's there, but it's just the investment little, of it. That the thing, the thing with, from yeah, yeah. That the thing, the thing with like, we'll just look at EPL. EPL in Europe has been around for literally over a hundred years. Yeah, like not the EPL as like an organization, but the teams. You have teams that have been there for over a hundred years. Yeah, and it was open, and people were playing in in league games and moving up and down, and it it hasn't become what it is, you know, since over the last maybe fifty years. Mm-hmm. So now you have teams with historic value, 
that have consistently been good. You have people coming in from abroad. So the system's different. In the, in the U.S., it's like MLS has become what it is over the last 10 years, and the money there is new. Owners are new. It's like, to them, it, it makes no, it's a lose-lose making it like England because nobody, no, there's no teams here. Yeah, compared to like it is over there. Well, I mean, they at the have, same time, it's, um, it's an opportunity, you know? Like, right. you can have a team in like Wyoming or Montana, places you never thought teams would be assembled there. So it's like, well, you got a chance to go from the ground up. It's just like with Indy 11, I'd love to see them try and get a chance for promotion. And we're pushing for the MLS. So, like, it's, it's just closed. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, you have to win these bids. So, um, yeah. I, I, so, so would they be, is it kind of one of those situations where you'd be fearful if you were like a. Well, for example, like a Sunderland, who was a top league team and EPL, and now they're in what, League Two or League One? Um, they've been. Oh, uh, they're in the championship. Oh, do they? I couldn't remember. I haven't followed them the last couple of years. I just watched the uh, documentary on them. Uh, I watched that a couple of years back now, but where they got mm-hmm. basically relegated like two or three times in a row, and it's like that money's yeah. now gone for that owner, you know? Yeah. And yeah. In, yeah. in my dumb opinion. I think there. Um, I think that if the United States had the level of talent of players that are coming into those EPL leagues, because a lot of those, a lot of those guys are from Europe, no? They're from all over the world. Like okay. they're South American, they're African, they're Tr- they're European. So like New those Zealand, are the, those are the main areas okay. all okay. over the world. Mm-hmm. Okay, all over the world. Well, maybe my maybe my opinion doesn't matter then. But my point is, I think soccer in the states isn't a isn't a growing sport like basketball or football are and part of that i think is is barriers to entry a little bit mm-hmm. as far as cost yeah. goes and i think exactly. youth youth programs i mean you look at some of these these guys playing in the EPL i'd imagine probably grew up literally playing in a dirt field with yeah a shitty goal and but it was it was the sport they played it was it was what they liked to do it, it was cheap for them getting getting more into like how i can talk on the english structure of how it works all those clubs those academies are free to play yeah exactly because it's all built from the ground up so but here in america it costs thousands to play yeah. just each season At like 12 the years old cost this much yeah exactly well, and so it, like it's, it's always wild to me because i look at like football the most popular sport probably in america right now i don't know the stats i'm just guessing um, we have so much equipment, helmets, yeah. shoulder pads, yeah. knee pads, pants, cleats, whatever you want to, there's so much equipment. And then I look at soccer and I'm like, you got shin guards, you got cleats and a ball. Cause it costs, how the, how the uh, hell does uh, it cost so much for soccer? <laughs> because, because soccer, when it, when it kind of started getting popularized in the States, it was like a premier sport. Yeah. It's like tennis. Tennis is That's a country true. club sport. Soccer was like a, oh, it's European, so it must be like, you know, fancy yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So I think that if the United States really wanted to push soccer and these, these MLS clubs are really who should be starting this, they should mm-hmm. they should subsidize it. Yeah, and try at least try to make a push for more affordable quality clubs because yeah. i mean you can go yeah. play you can go play here in, in avon for next to nothing but yeah. you're getting coached by some guy who you know works a nine to five doesn't really he coaches it because his kids on the team it's just for fun right. i mean you don't, you're not learning anything necessarily yeah. well that was sure. not that, quality, i mean not quality learning at least yeah, yeah. what were you saying ed 
I was going to say, Frankie, I mean, when you played at high school football, how much money did you actually pay? How much money did you have to pay to play on your high school football team? I don't want to say it was a ton except for like, well, I mean, fuck. My dad bought me a special helmet after my freshman year. That okay, well, yeah, but, right, right, yeah, right. That was different. That was different because I had concussion history. But yeah, like, sure. other than that, I don't think it was a ton of money. Like, yeah. couple hundred bucks, probably. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I would say a couple hundred. And, Maybe and an extra couple barrier. hundred for for cleats. Yeah, and basketball's the same way. Yeah, I think. And the wild thing that when yeah. I started to get into liking soccer, that I was getting so frustrated with was when uh, the national team for the men didn't make the world cup and i went to mm-hmm. sam and ed and alan and all the guys that shame. follow soccer and i was like this is so dumb i'm like we were the richest country in the world or one of the richest countries in the world and you're telling me like we have facilities here and this is like soccer is what the fourth or fifth favorite sport here most popular sport and still the facilities and the training facilities are bar none better than some of these third world countries that have top national teams and i was like it doesn't make sense how are we not better? And people are like, well, and you guys are like, well, it's just how it is. It's not funded as much. It's not, it's not as much of a, you don't get your top athletes because they're going to basketball yeah. and football. But I'm like, there's 300 million of us and there's only 10 million <laughs> yeah. in this country, but they're in a fucking but, world cup yeah. final. Like <laughs> it goes, it goes like, back to the youth academy. It just yep. goes back yeah. to it's just all that wild. money being funneled at youth. Yep. It is. And yeah, I mean, imagine if LeBron, imagine LeBron James, a striking, like, Forward, yeah, you know, crazy left wing, just someone that's almost seven foot, lean, yeah, running at you like that. There ain't no way, ain't no way. Yeah, some well, Latin American Mexico team. I'm not sure. American. I mean, this may this could be a hot take, but like, do you see LeBron being able to run? No, you know, almost five six miles in a game. No, I don't. Because I was of thinking, the weight that he has and how heavy he is. I just don't see that. I was right. thinking maybe more so of like an NFL wide receiver. Well, that's what a lot of people start doing those on TikTok, like then. the hypotheticals. They're like, okay, imagine if like our best athletes actually played soccer, and they're like, look at Odell Beckham, look at Tyreek Hill, and then they yeah. I think they had LeBron on the scene, but he was a goalie, and they're yeah. like, his yeah. lateral movement in his prime, like, yeah, think about him at six nine as a goalie, and I'm like, and and this is completely separate, but I just had this thought the other day <laughs> to a, a coworker who played hockey in college, and I was like, random thought. Why wouldn't you get some big ass Samoan dude that's as yeah. wide as the hockey goal and yeah. just let him sit there? Yeah, I was like, I've wondered that. What did he <laughs> say? And he was like, because like you just want them to be agile. I'm like, yeah, but if he's as big as the goal, <laughs> he just has to stand there and he's in the way yeah. of the goal. And but I mean, obviously, he would let in tingles. Yeah, he would let in tingles every game because <laughs> he just couldn't move. Yeah, which I mean, soccer is completely different because of how big the goal is. But yeah, I mean, I've always, I just, I couldn't wrap my head around that. I'm like. We have 300 million people. Even if it's not the most popular sport, we have better facilities than these kids that might have been just playing soccer with a freaking rock growing up. And it's just like, it's crazy to me. But, you know, our national team did a lot better this year, this time around in the World Cup. Wasn't, I mean, hell, we tied with England. That was all that mattered to me. Yeah, Um, true. Getting out of the group stage was a success. Yeah. Considering that we didn't even qualify last time, that was a success. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we do have some young and up and coming talent. Um, Wonder Boy played solid for us, which I was impressed with. Um, but yeah, I mean, you got situations like uh, like Messi, who what at twelve years old was shipped to Barcelona, and they helped fund his medical uh, like because he was having issues with growing or something. Imagine Sam, mm-hmm. when you, ha- yeah, when you have that sample Ed, size of you- players, when you have those like they had those recruitments, like they have like a scouting network as the worldwide for all those teams. So like. They they can tell when a kid's like ten to twelve years old that they're going to be a superstar. Like that's what I find yeah. crazy to me. 
So I'm going to see. I'm, I'm sure Sam has heard this story. I wonder if Ed has. I'm sure he has as well on Messi. So a situation came down when he was growing up. He was in his teens. He was already a stud. They knew he was a stud. And he was going back and forth on playing for Spain as his national team and playing for Argentina. And there is a rule within national league, national teams for soccer where you can pick which team you want to play for, but and you can go back and forth and play for both on each national team until you play for an event where tickets are sold. So he was playing in exhibition matches for no, free. No, it's not not quite like that. So okay, you please explain that because there was there was yeah. the soccer expert here. Once again, yeah, I will refer to you because. I was trying to understand the story, and it made it sound like Argentina did a little sneak around, slipping in, a sold some ticket around. sales, and yeah. So to start with how Messi, how Messi could have played for Spain is that when he got moved over to Spain, he was there, he was there for a longer period of time where he was he could have been granted citizenship. Correct. Yeah. So and obviously he was good enough, but then the way that it works, like to play for a national team, is you have what's called friendlies. So they're not major competitions. They're just playing between countries. They're scheduled competitions. They're not competitions. They're scheduled games. You can play for those, but until you play in a major event, like for example, for the United States, the Gold Cup, that's considered a major competition. So like if you were deciding between Mexico and the United States, then you would have to say, okay, if I play for Mexico in the Gold Cup, that means I cannot change national teams anymore. I am stuck with Mexican national team. And there are special Forever? cases where you can change it. If you made yeah. like, hmm. there are special instances where if you made like only one or two appearances, but you know you're not going to play because the coach doesn't favor you or whatever, then you can apply to FIFA and say I want to change, even though I've already made a major appearance. Kind of so like can, college basketball, like red shirts and stuff like that. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And basically, Argentina had a match that I, I forget the exact information on it because what I was reading on it was. It made it sound like they sold tickets to the match and it became an official match and so that was like part of the first steps of him being locked in with Argentina. Can you kind of elaborate on that a little I bit? Think, I think it wasn't a major competition. I think at that point he was probably going to play for Argentina. It was like just, leaning towards it? I mean, obviously, imagine the Spain teams in the past when he was at his, at his absolute best, that it, no teams would have a player. No teams would actually have a prayer when he's scoring 60, 70 goals a game. He put on a national team with that was basically Barcelona at the time. Like that, it wouldn't have been fair, but Spain had the opportunity to do so. They offered it to him. He just didn't take it. I gotcha. Yeah, because I mean, I was I was trying to read up on that. I'm like, that was it. It just seemed very gray area, very hazy when they were getting into Messi a little bit on the national team that he could play for. And obviously, the Spain mm-hmm. national team now is very strong. And you put him on that team, they would have probably had the same result as Argentina. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's very mm-hmm. interesting, and um, and I know we can kind of touch on this with Ed as well. Um, Ed's brother played in in a development program through the Chicago Fire, and he stopped playing for our high school team. Um, and then also, and I want to have Alan on, and he can kind of tell his experience with this and talk about it a little bit as well. But then Ed's dad has helped train players in soccer for a long time, and he keeps joking about it. And he's like, oh, when when Coop can uh, start kicking a ball, like send him to me. And I'm like, you think I'm joking? Yeah. You think <clears throat> I'm joking? Yeah, buddy. He's not joking. Okay, because no, I'm not joking. Because Julius, my, my dad's like, you're going to really let him play football after your history? With, uh, and I, I keep telling my dad, I said, look, 
as long as he's not just a band nerd. Shout out to all the band nerds. Sorry, I don't care. I'm, they paid I, for your football field. True. I have no <laughs> issues with that. But um, some people do. I have no issues with that. Um, the thing is, I will give that kid every type of ball for sports that he has. And if one sticks, whether it's tennis or golf or soccer, I don't care. As long as he's playing something and he's enjoying it and having a good time. Because I think athletics and competition is fantastic for development of kids but yeah yeah i'm definitely going to be sending him to the aggie uh campgrounds for uh full (laughs) training events but see that's the that's the stick that's the thing that holds back american soccer Mm. i'll give my kid all these balls Mm. to play with I could have said that a little differently (laughs) yeah i know what you mean (laughs) we'll we'll stick we'll stick with that yeah pause but they don't, and because of that, they don't just specialize in one sport. Yeah. And it's like, by the time they get to the, the, the age group where it's like, okay, you should be like fine tuning this, mm. they're, they're multi-sport athletes. Yeah, they're still playing it's three sports. Very, that's, that's a very American thing. Yeah. Which is wild because and if you look that's at That's not a thing abroad. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you look abroad, like these kids that are playing professional sports abroad, they played only that sport growing yeah. up. But then only that. Yeah, but then you see the yeah. stats for like your NFL players, your baseball players and all that. Like the percentage of multi-sport athletes that are in pro sports here is insane. I mean, look at Michael Jordan. He's an exce- he's like a rare case, but he went and played in the MLB for a year and a half. I would say MLB, the better argument golf, is is Bo golf. Jackson and Deion Sanders. Yeah, true. Cuz they true. both were yeah, like yeah, Hall of Fame level. Better yeah. yeah, they were Hall of Fame level for football and baseball. That's true. Um, but and th- and then you you look at it and it's like why? Because yeah. they wanted to pay for college. No, they wanted yeah. college. They wanted the, the best I chance mean, to go to college uh, and get out of uh, poverty uh, or, or I whatever. I mean, so, shit. So at the end of the day, at the at the end yeah. of the day, the solution to soccer here in the states is to deeply, deeply subsidize it so that it's affordable to play. Definitely start like inner city programs so all those kids don't have to feel like they have to be a basketball player or a football player. Yep. You're gonna get freak athletes. You're yeah. gonna get. Yeah. It, it's gonna happen. But it's it's we're Americans. We love capitalism, and if yeah. it's not making us money, we don't care. I mean, yeah. so shit, I mean, shout out to our boy. First bridge. Shout out to our boy Chase. That's all he literally talks about is he wants to find a girl that's tall like him, so that he can. He's like, <laughs> I don't want to have to pay for my kid's college. I'm like, well, I I lost my chance at an opportunity for playing college sports because of injuries, but my parents didn't really pay for my college either. Like I've got student loan debt, so like you don't have to pay for your kid's college. But he's like, well, yeah, they're going to get in. He's like, I want to find a tall woman so that we have a better likelihood of a scholarship. But I'm like, homie, my dad's 5'11". My mom is 5'6". I turned out to be 6'1". My sister's 5'10", and she had a full ride for basketball. Six foot, maybe. Literally, we went to... (laughs) No, no. Literally, no. On record, we went to NIFS. Ed and I did. We went to NIFS. Chase was six. Three. Chase was six three. I was six one. Ed was five seven. Oh my and God, Ed, you are short. King, yeah, my and guy. Alan was short five king. seven. But like, why you gotta air me out like that? <laughs> sorry, sorry. And then Alan, Alan is still the shortest guy in the gang, but he was shorter than Ed by like a half an inch. But yeah, half an inch is a big deal for some people in certain situations too. So you know, we're not gonna go past that. But, Not the size of the boat, it's motion of the yeah, ocean, like, Frankie. <laughs> true. But <laughs> but the thing is, like, my point there, it doesn't matter about the height as long as you're, like, my, 
I would argue that I'm a better athlete than my sister because I can play multiple different sports above average compared to her, but she specialized in basketball, and that is what she did, and she was very, very good at it. Kind of like Ed was saying, she didn't play golf. She tried it. She hated it. She was one of those people where if she wasn't good at it, at least a little bit from the get-go, she wasn't going to do it, and basketball stuck with her, and she ran with it, and that's all she focused on, and then she got a full-ride scholarship. So it's like I don't think it's as much about the height, but anyway, going on from that, Ed is correct. Over there abroad, like, you focus on one sport and that's it. Like, Julia's cousin over in France right now, we went over and watched her in one of her tournaments. And she was, like, 14 or 13 years old, plays tennis. And she's playing against this, like, 31-year-old woman and holding her own. But I'm just like, why is she – Why I was like, she's 13. Why is she playing against this 31-year-old? Like, what do you mean? And I was like (laughs) – I guess I'm just a dumb American that's like, well, shouldn't she be playing in a 13U league? And they're like, no, this is what she does. And I was like, oh, carry on. Yeah. Oh, funny story. That's the other thing. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, funny story on that. There is an English woman over there that lives in France now. She's friends with uh, my wife's family. And actually, I'm, I'm excited to see her again because last time I was, well, she'll be like, She'll probably be like, you, you gained some weight. <laughs> but, but, baby weight. Yeah. Baby weight. But it's she asked me, like, who's your favorite tennis player? Because I told her, I'm like, I'm an avid tennis watcher. And I was like, Nadal. And she's like, oh, not the American people? And I'm like, I mean, I'm not hooked on tennis nationalism with my American players. I was like, I do like Query. There's some good American players. Oh, there are. There are. But, yeah. like, we're talking back in 2017 or 2018, whatever, yeah. 2017. And I was like, yeah, I mean, there's Query, and I still watch him. And she goes, that's how you say his name. And I said, yeah. And she goes, isn't that what you call, like, as a derogatory term for gay people? <laughs> and she, like, said that, and I just started dying laughing. I'm like, but you can't change his name. That's just how you say it. It's yeah. Query. I was yeah. like, that's just how it is. <laughs> you should be like, well, what do you smoke? What's a cigarette called? Yeah, yeah exactly. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that for a second. <laughs> but what do you call that over in England? Um, but, yeah, I mean, going back to soccer, I think it is one of those situations with American sports where it's just mind-boggling to me that it's not better, even if it is to where it is. But, um, yeah, I, going into – Let's get into the Champions League talk, relegations, promotions, how that works with EPL, because that was what we were talking about a month ago. Yeah. And then you mm-hmm. called me out and were like, homie, let me learn you something. I'm like, I'm sorry. I was trying to get the quick, <laughs> you know, notes on it, but let, let's get real, into that. Real quick, though. Is, is the light red? Yeah, the light is red. Okay. I double-checked it. I just stood up like a <laughs> couple sure. seconds ago because um, we are 40 minutes into the podcast. Perfect. Um, we, we would be an hour in right now, but oh, you know, least, yeah. we, we, we lost 20 minutes of recording because I pressed the button and the button turned off. I don't believe you. Whatever. You cannot believe me. I don't care. I don't care. There's no cameras. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you guys want to touch on that a little bit, so... Going into it right now, you have Man City, who just won the league. Um, fuck you, Holland. Um, you had Arsenal, my boys, that came in second. And then third was Newcastle. Fourth was Man U. Um, All the way around. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I forgot. Man U did jump them after the last couple matches. Man U third. Yep. Newcastle fourth. Fifth was Liverpool, Liverpool. correct? And then sixth Liverpool. was... Brighton and Hove Albion. Yeah, my boys Brighton. My, I'm I'm secretly a Wolves Brighton and Nottingham Forest guy as well. Like I'll watch all three of those <laughs> Nottingham because their fans are absolutely insane. Brighton just because I like the story from them coming up last year, 
And then the wolves, just because I like the fucking name. I don't even care. Just the wolves. I think it's cool. The mighty wolves. wolves. The mighty wolves. But, yeah, can you kind of explain that? Because we're getting into the situation of, like, you know, the top four are going to Champions League. The bottom three in the league Mm -hmm. go are getting relegated to champion, uh, what is it called, Champions League or Championship League? The Championship. So, the way that it works for promotion and relegation, when you're in the Premier League, that's the highest. You have four tiers that are recognized then you have a whole bunch of other ones in the English league that this, that can get into the football association. So you have the bottom three teams that get relegated every single year. And then in the championship, you have three teams that get promoted. But the fun part is in the championship, they have a playoff. So the teams that finish from third place to sixth place get a chance for that third spot to go into the premier league. Okay. So, and then, and in terms of the Champions League, the Europa League, and the Europa Conference League, the top four teams that finish in the top four in the Premier League, they get Champions League. The teams that finish fifth place and sixth place get Europa League. And the seventh team, the seventh place team gets the Europa Conference League. That's one of the newer leagues that just came in the last, like, two, three years. I did not know that, so that's good to know. Mm-hmm. So how does that work? Like, for example, say Man City won the league last year. They uh-huh. place They place fifth. Uh-huh. Does the fourth place team get demoted to Europa or all five in? No. All five so are in? It, it's a weird caveat. It's a weird caveat. So say that if you won the Champions League and finished in the top four, then there's no fifth place team that gets that spot. However, if you won, and this is where the fourth place team gets kind of screwed over, if the fifth place team had won the Champions League and if you finished sixth place in the league, then you get you won the Europa League. That's a also a way to get into the Champions League. So now if those two teams had won, then whoever had finished at fourth place does not get in because you can only have a maximum of five teams from each country to play in the Champions League. Okay. So there's a maximum quota that can actually be allowed into the competition. Okay. That makes a little more sense. And, and the thing that I also am kind of thrown off by with Champions League that I've never understood is like um, – the Champions League for the year before, or the teams that got in, they play it like mid to late season of the following season, and I've always gotten thrown. Uh-huh. I've always gotten thrown off by that because I'm like, shouldn't it just be at the end of the season for all these teams? Because now, mm-hmm. like, if if Kobe is the star at Man City and they win the Champions Tottenham, League, please. Sorry, if he's at Tottenham and they win EPL, <laughs> but then he transfers to Juventus. And now he's on Juventus, who's now in the Champions League, and now he's playing for Juventus in UCL. Like that's a little fucked to me. Like I've always, I'm like, shouldn't it be at the end of the season? So it's the team that actually was good on that season they're playing now. Like that's that's why I was always thrown off by it. Well, it, when the season starts, the teams that qualify from the prior year get to play in the group stages. So they play six games total. So they play each team twice, and then if they finish in the top two, then they go forward. So, like, it's, it's during season two. So, you have your regular season plus your other competitions. And then you also play in the Champions League if you get top four. So, it's always concurrent throughout the year. And then wherever you get placed in your league, then you qualify for the next season's Champions League. So, it's always a rolling it's always a rolling competition. And, and I'm, I'm going to just bring it up. I'm sorry, Ed. You can shoot me later if you want to. Chelsea, for example, they were very good last year. They were solid. All of a sudden, they paid ridiculous amounts of money for players, and it didn't pan out this year. They're in the bottom half of the league, but now they're playing in the Champions League for last year's team, 
with the team that's not doing well now. And that's what I've always gotten thrown right. off by. Because I'm like, Chelsea's kind of getting screwed here. They had success last year to be rewarded with Champions League, but now they're sitting in Champions League with a lesser strength team. Like, that's what's always thrown me off oh. about it. Yeah, it's just they, they did well the prior year. They finished third place the year before, so they qualified for the Champions League for the next year but they didn't have a great season this year, but they were still able to play because they had qualified from last season. Gotcha. So, Ed, you're in Champions League for the next year, aren't you? No. I, I really no. I really wish <laughs> we had recordings of cameras right now. Just wanted to get Ed's reaction. <laughs> Listen, for anyone who Jesus. doesn't know, I listened for three straight years to Ed text me saying, London is blue, suck my dick, this is how it is. Chelsea all the way. Brandon, I'm sorry. Your team fucking sucks. Fuck you. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> I, I don't remember ever being this cruel. I like at any point. Ed would never. Ed would I, never. I, I was sitting there. I don't there, remember this. I was sitting there like Ryan on the office taking little notes at a time. <laughs> and I'm like, this motherfucker. So now that Arsenal is back up and Chelsea's down, I'm just like, I'm, I'm just, I'm happy. I'm living it. Um, but right. the day that right. City you still bottled the league, but it's fine. We one hundred percent did. We had a <laughs> we had a nine point lead with like eight matches to go, and we bottled it. Um, the day that we, we bottled it, and and now I'm hearing it from Cody. I was getting texts from Cody like, oh, five points now, four <laughs> points now, two, and I'm like, okay, God, sh- <laughs> shut up, shut up. And now as soon as City drops down and Arsenal's above City, I can't wait to just jump on Cody about it because shout out Cody I know you're listening to this you can't take the heat and I can't wait (laughs) 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 Arsenal absolutely bottled it this year oh man it would have been sweet for them to win but uh, they they burned out bad right at the end of the season but you know what's uh, next season the anniversary of you tell us Frankie (laughs) the Invincibles 20 years ago next year Arsenal never wow. lost a match the entire season. Guess what? That's crazy. 20 years ago, you sound like an IU fan. I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> a ricochet <laughs> shot. I was being quiet. <laughs> I was listening to you guys' soccer talk. I didn't need it's that never right now. Fan, actually, not an IU fan. I didn't yeah. need That's that right now. Like, God damn it, guys. And, and, and I'll be clear. <laughs> Maybe I should be an Arsenal fan. I, I looked it up. No, we don't welcome you. Okay. <laughs> you, speak, you, speak for the, you speak for the whole club, the whole fandom. <laughs> Shit, that's uh, fine. I'll, I'll root for my hot spurs. It's all good. I, I looked it up. They did draw twelve times in that that season, but yeah, they never lost a match, mm-hmm. and and you know they won the league. But yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, I think next year if Arsenal can keep the momentum, I'm sure that they're pissed off that they bottled the league. It's gonna be interesting next year, and I think I don't know is Holland back next year for Man City. I forget yeah, what his contract a, is. He's got a five year contract with him and mm-hmm. an option for a sixth year, so he he's there for a while, but. Unless someone to goes to buy him. It, yeah, let's get yeah. into some transfer talk a little bit because it's it's literally you're just buying players, it sounds like, with transfer talk because it's like it's mm. not it's not like the states, again, where pro leagues here, you have to trade and then the cap space has to be correct and you can't because they're talking about that with LeBron and the Lakers and Golden State right now where it's like, oh, well, Golden State could trade three young players to the Lakers for LeBron and then the cap space would equal out to each other and they're both getting what they want, but it's like over in soccer, like Sam said earlier, it's unlimited money. Actually, it's kind of like Major League Baseball because yeah, like that's basically yeah, unlimited money too. The, the Yankees just buy whatever the fuck they want, and then they bottle yeah. it every year. But yeah, um, they suck. They're so bad. I can't stand the Yankees. Me neither. 
I just love the fact that they were supposed to be so good this year, and then they're the fourth or fifth best team in the AL East. That's on paper they should be. Yeah, on paper. So Anyways, get back, get back to soccer. Shank, shout out to Yankees, but <laughs> yeah, let's get into that a little bit. Like they literally just buy players. It sounds like. So what they do is the player has a contract. They get usually it's maxed at like five years or six years. In the special instance about Chelsea, they did it like baseball. So basically, like if a player has two, three less on their contract, that player's going to have a certain value on their contract. But then also the 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 clubs are going to say, "Oh well, we think he's worth this in addition to what his contract is left." So that's just how the transfers work: is they're going to place a value on that said player. And then they're going to work with the club that wants to buy the player. And then they'll say like, oh, well, he may have only $30 million of value on his contract, but we think he's worth $70 million. So then the clubs are going to go between each other and say, okay, well, we'll pay that $70 million, uh value of transfer for that particular player. And, and then you get instances where players have like release clauses where after, if they're on like a five-year contract, well, let's say after the third year they're there, if they want to leave the club, there is a cap that they, the clubs agree with the player like okay well even though i might be uh worth 100 million as a player we're going to put a release clause that says okay if a club comes in for 70 million then we cannot negotiate with the club that is basically if the club pays this fee then it's between you and the club that you want to go with okay so, like, there's other so there and the, players the transfer fee is strictly what the club says you because the, the transfer fee is like a negotiation fee isn't it so like if you're wanting to mm-hmm. buy Messi from PSG and they've got a fee of a billion dollars for him, you have to pay that transfer fee before you even talk money. Is that correct? Or how's that that, work? If he has that release clause, I mean, when Barcelona were trying to keep Messi for one more year, he had one more year left in his contract, but he wanted to leave. Barcelona said, well, you don't have a release clause with us. We're going to value your one year contract left at 200 to $300 million. Obviously for a player that has one year left, you're not going to pay that because in literally 12 months' time, you can go for free. So clubs are going to be like, well, we're going to lowball this offer because either you take money now or he's just going to go, and then you lose that money. So, like, it's is this a big negotiation of, okay, if you know the player is going to leave, you may as well get value for him, or if you think that he's going to resign, then you can use that as a negotiation tool as well. Okay. That makes a little more sense because uh, when, I, when I bought FIFA 22, I tried to create a <laughs> club and I tried to buy – uh, a player and I did a ridiculous amount and I got fired and I kept trying to buy him. I, I like exited the game without saving and I tried to keep going back in with the club and try to buy the same player for less money. And I kept getting fired and I could not understand it. So maybe that's what makes mm-hmm. more sense because it was, I mean, FIFA 22, I was looking at it the other day. I haven't looked at 23 yet. Very impressive game for when it comes to how they do the, I mean, they have the whole contract negotiations in the game as well. That's very yeah. fascinating, but so shout out to, shout out to FIFA. contract. Yeah, the the contracts within soccer are always fascinating to me because um, it. I know Chelsea was the one this last off season that seemed like they were spending a ton of money on players, ridiculous amounts. But then, like me personally, who had my eye on City, because shout out, I don't like the Manchester's. Um, I just it seems like they just kept getting more players. And then all of a sudden they get Holland, and I'm just like, how are they doing this? I mean, they got oil Indeed. money, and it's just like they're just they're buying these players for ridiculous fees because they can, and it's an example of an example of Chelsea. What they did was they just basically amortized those contracts over a longer period of time. 
usually a player will do like a five or six year contract, but Chelsea, the way they got around like paying astronomical amounts of money is like they'll buy a player for a hundred million, but they'll give them an eight year contract. So they'll amortize the value of that contract over eight years. So in reality, they're only paying one year of that value in that first year. So that's how Chelsea got around. Yeah, we spent 600 million, but in reality, you maybe only spent a hundred of that because it's going to be paid over an eight to 10 year period of time. So like, that's how they got around it. I mean, okay. it's a bigger liability on a longer period of time. There's no guarantee Chelsea are going to make as much money because they're not in Champions League. They don't get that much money. And if they perform right. poorly in the league, they won't make that league money on placement. So, like, it's a big risk to reward, I guess. But that's just how Chelsea got around this summer, spending all that money. We so, look at our players like equipment. Okay. And your managers, mm-hmm. too, technically. You guys, no, go, no. you guys go through managers we look, like... We, fucking, we look at our managers like... New new underwear, really. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was just about to say. Like you, you go through your managers like they're nothing. You buy new underwear often? <laughs> Sorry, I flipped it, yes. Yeah. <laughs> they they don't matter is what you're saying, Ed. That's that's what you're trying to say. Throwing away a pair well, of underwear doesn't I matter. Think, I think they matter. Well, does but your club? The club club does not have that. Yeah. So Ed Kind of touch on that a little bit. How did you feel going into the season after buying all these players and doing all these moves? And then, like, compared to now, Look, like, did you have a lot of high expectations? Or, like, I, I don't know. Like, I'm just, I'm curious Look, on your thoughts. I, I, my thoughts on it is the second Tuchel, Tuchel was out after doing what he did. I saw the writing <laughs> on the wall once we got Tuchel. Once he was gone, the American owners came in. They made a bunch of weird-ass decisions. I'm not really happy with the ownership. I was hoping... Did I have high hopes? Um, with the amount of money being thrown around, I was hoping. But I don't... No. No. Not okay. with this. The leadership, the the squad, chemistry wasn't really there. Yeah. How, do we, how do we feel about the American owner coming in? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Not good. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. He Not he good. was making Not a good. lot of stupid remarks at the beginning of the season. Like, what was he saying? Well, he wants to like Americanize the fucking sport. He thinks now Why? that he th- he has this thought in his pretty little head that now that he owns a team outright in England, huh. that he has a say about how the fuck the league is going to conduct itself. Like, he wanted to do like a like a all star oh, like an all star all star game type shit. He wants to. Yeah, he just weird, weird shit like that. It just doesn't fly, and he has to realize that. Yeah, you have the money to buy a team, but like this is like a fucking whole ass culture you're dealing with yeah. now. It's not, it's not. It's not an NBA franchise where you can come in and right. buy it and then start asking for shit. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So that's the mentality he came in with, and he got absolutely just shit on. And Sam could probably agree, disagree, but so what I happened? think. So, sorry to interrupt you, but like they, he came in because obviously the owner was being sanctioned by the UK government because of the whole Russia with Ukraine war going on. And the owner, Abramovich, was basically supplying money to basically to the, for the Russian government to build tanks. Oh. So, part of his, so, part of his business that he has, since he's one of the oligarchs back in the day, he was selling. He was selling the the seat equipment to for the tanks. And so hold they said, on. Okay, well. And, and you're telling me they made him sell the team because of that? 
Oh yeah, they, Jesus they Christ, bro! Bro, a guy could murder somebody who owned an NBA team, and they'd be like, "Okay, you got like a hundred grand fine." That's crazy. No, bro, that's not that's true. No, I'm that's here for it. No, I'm here for it. I'm that's, here for it. it. It's literally that's happening bad. in the NFL right now, and it also happened in the NBA after the dude made racial slurs on a phone call to his girlfriend for the Clippers, the ex-Clippers cool. owner. But that's good. That took a long time. It did because that he, took a long time. I didn't think it was going to happen. They, they forced him to sell, and it kind of happened with Abramovich as well where he was forced to sell, but he could sell at his price. So they yeah, made him sell, true. but it still took a while. I mean, yeah. shit, it happened in Formula mm-hmm. One. Um, I'm blanking on his name well, right now. Well, that's also European, though. I'm talking American. I'm talking oh, American I, sports. I know. These owners can do and say and get away with a lot of shit. Yeah. Obviously, maybe owners, not supply players. I mean, how many how many NFL players have had domestic disputes and shit? Well, and still playing. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm. I, anyways, sorry, Sam, to interrupt. I just that <laughs> I, I I I think I agree with that, and I think that that's that's probably fair. Um. But it's just kind of funny to see the parallels in American sports and how much people can get away with. And, uh, you know, the league moves on. The league sanctions them for a hot minute. Anyways, sorry. Continue. Well, no, so, basically, and- so basically what happened with Chelsea in that summer is Todd Bowley, the owner of the, the, the Dodgers, they bought Chelsea along with another, like, equity firm. They bought him. They wanted to change Tuchel, the current manager, who had won the Champions League with Chelsea. They wanted to change for a different manager, but instead they didn't. So instead, they bought players for this new manager that they wanted to bring in, but they couldn't fire the current guy. So they spent about $300 million in the summer worth of players amortized over a long period of time. Then that coach that was currently there was not doing well because those weren't the players that he wanted. So the players just weren't performing to how he wanted to play because they weren't his type of players. They then sacked him. Then the new guy came in. They bought him from another club to bring in. Then he started losing games left and right because they just weren't performing or he just wasn't up for it. Then they sacked him, and then they did an interim manager who only won one game. So Chelsea were a literal disaster the entire year from beginning to end. That is true, yeah. Why couldn't they Why couldn't they sack the guy originally? They wanted to, I guess, I mean, new guy coming in, he had just won the Champions League the year before. Like, he was a fan favorite, mm. and he was clearly winning things with the club, and he was getting to finals of competitions. So he was performing well for Chelsea. Why didn't so they like, build around him? Just, that's the million-dollar question. I don't <laughs> know why. They, they were trying to get this other guy, but the guy was like, no, we want to play this type of way, and it just didn't work out. Mm-hmm. So you bought half of these players that weren't for him, then you bought players for this manager, then you end up sacking them anyway. So now mm-hmm. you have all these players that might not even be to the liking of the new manager. Mm-hmm. So like, it was just an absolute mess that they just created for themselves. Not great. Yeah, because, I mean, you want you want a coach or a manager to come in with his guys and give them a shot to actually play with his guys and play with his yeah. style. But then, like he's saying, yeah, if you bring in a guy that all of a sudden the previous manager picked all these guys and you're like, well, this guy doesn't, these guys don't play to my managing style – you're kind of fucking that guy over, and then you're impatient because you're Chelsea. You're a top team. You're an original, like, you're one of the original powers. You get impatient with that kind of shit. Honestly, it's kind of like Texas football. They mm. are an ultimate football team that's been there for years, mm. and then all of a sudden they get impatient with coaches after two or three years, and they fire them, and it's like, people, you got to give them time to get the recruits in, let them play with their players, give them a chance to grow the program again. Or one could say IU basketball. That's true. That's also true. Mm-hmm. Um, Very true. But, yeah, and, and also what I was going to say earlier about the, like, 
the Russian oligarch. Mm. That's literally what happened in Formula One. Is there's a guy by the name of Nikita Mazepin, if I'm if I'm remembering what I'm, if that's correct. His dad is a Russian oligarch who's like buddy buddy with Putin, nice. and he was funding sponsorships for the Formula One team that Mazepin, his son, was driving for. And then all the shit went down with Russia, and Formula One was like, mm, nah, we don't like that. <laughs> Your dad has to go, and then you have to go because then after all this shit can't, went down, like they they had estates in like Italy and France, and mm. they were all getting shut down by the government because of all the Russian shit that was going mm. on because they had dirty money. But again, I guess, again, I guess, that's just one of those situations where it just gets shut down because of the Russian situation. I guess funding a literal war is a little bit different than making racist Correct. remarks over Correct. text messages to your girlfriend yeah. and, or whatever. And also, Formula One is 100% different than anything else because like, you'll have a rich dad come in and be like, my son's good at driving. If I fund your $200 million sponsorship, then my, my son gets a ride. Mm. And they're like, yeah, sure. But then Formula One comes in, and that situation is like, nah. And they're like, deuces, like, bye, mm. you're done. Interesting. Sponsorship cut off because you don't have to sell. It's a sponsorship. Yeah. So it's a little different there. Maybe I need to get into Formula One. Mm-hmm. It's really enjoyable. If you want to, Drive to Survive is very interesting. Okay. On Netflix. I'll but look it up. Yeah, I mean, kind of, gosh, I feel like we're kind of touching on a little bit of everything for the soccer bit. Um, and it, And it's... I feel like, I mean, we've got a pretty good base in our friend group because, Sam, you're United. Uh, Kobe's technically Tottenham. Tottenham. Everton, too. Tottenham. I mean, we, we can talk on the Go Everton Spurs. joke as Go well. Spurs. We We joke about Kobe being an Everton fan because it's very similar to IU uh, with basketball because he's a diehard IU fan. Everton is one of the original six or power six, whatever you want to call them, and they were very, very good. And, Sam, you were saying the 70s and 80s. And they just they almost got mm-hmm. relegated this year. So are so their fans just miserable? Probably. God damn it. I can't I can't they're, do that. They're passionate. They're yeah. Passion yeah. goes both ways. When they're yeah. when they're great, it's awesome. But when they're bad, it gets ugly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's and fair. it's and it's just wild and like I I've told this story before and it's it cracks me up still to this day. And I this is part of the reason why I hate man you is because of Sam. I literally went to France with Julia. We go into a soccer um, I don't apparel even know. store. It was yeah, it was an apparel store. They had stuff in there for like young kids to buy buy stuff, but then they had two year old and three year old jerseys, um, partial kits. Is that what you want me to say? Partial kits. <laughs> <laughs> two and three year old. <laughs> See, jerseys. we missed that bit when we stopped recording. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm sorry. A jersey. Let's call them jerseys. Yeah, jersey. Um, and so I bought I bought all the gang of everyone that was soccer fans. Like I bought Ed a. French national team jersey, um, as Julia's mom would say, with the cock on it because they're the rooster logo. I think that's their national bird. Um, I bought Alan a messy Barcelona jersey. I bought Cody a city jersey. And because they're two- and three-year-old jerseys, they were all, like, pretty relatively cheap for for what we're talking about. And then I was like, oh, sweet, United's here too. I'll hook up my boy Sam. And I go over to the section for United, and I'm seeing 200 euros. 190 euros, 215 euros. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and I, I like, obviously don't buy one because I love you, Sam, but I'm not spending 240, <laughs> 230 American dollars on a That's two or three year old jersey. Two years old. And yeah, I, uh, old. I told Julia because she was my translator over there. I'm like, ask this guy why these are still full price at two and three years old. 
And the guy just basically told Julia, well, it's United. That's why. And I came back and gave Sam shit about it. And he goes, well, it's United. I mean, come on. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) fuck you and fuck United. I don't care about them anymore. I was like, I don't, I was like, I don't give a shit. Like, I'm done. I don't even care about them. Maybe a dumb question, Sam, but is that like how much it costs to buy a United jersey like in the States? Um. I get a new jersey every single year, so it usually costs about a hundred to one hundred ten US dollars. Yeah, so a little bit cheaper because mm-hmm. it's probably not as popular over here. That makes sense. That's still, I mean, that's probably in line with like a new football jersey or oh, a new, yeah. or new basketball is. jersey. I paid a hundred dollars for my Chelsea jersey. Yeah, I believe, and that. I need a new one. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, since you're so skinny now. Almost burned mine this year, so oh. yeah, I understand. It's got little singe marks on the on the end. I mm. I was I, midway through the season before uh, Jesus or Jesus as uh, Jesus Jesus Jesus. How did they say it? The English announcer. Jesus. 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 Um, how they said Jesus. it. I was that close to getting a jersey before he got injured. I was like, I'm gonna. Honestly, I might still buy a Saka and a and a Jesus uh, black and gold Arsenal jersey because those those black and gold jerseys were sick. I'm copying. I don't buy I'm, with I don't buy with the last name. I don't. Yeah. You just buy the straight you, up jersey. Yeah. yeah it, you break your heart too much when players leave. That's uh, very. That's so, so fair. That's so. fair. Which I mean, hmm. and it's one of those things where it's different here with like a Manning jersey. You could go buy a Manning jersey to this day. And people are like ah, it's a Manning jersey. Like they, you can rep it resale. It, yeah, and and but yeah, you know people what I mean. Know who he like, is. Yeah, it's like fair. you I can rep it because they're a goat. But like or like Sammy Sosa. True. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you can get that kind of stuff for uh, for, and you're like, oh well, there's still a goat for that franchise, and it's like, yeah, I mean, Jesus was. A huge difference maker compared to Aubameyang for us. Thank you, Ed, for taking Aubameyang. I was bummed at first. Happy you took him. Thank you, Man City, for uh, Jesus. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's that he was very good for us, but he's no goat for the team or the franchise. So it's kind of like you buy it and then people see it later, and if, like, he did get transferred out this year, you'd be like, eh, I got a jersey with a name on it that was only here That's for a year. I don't do it for exactly, do, exactly yeah. that reason. Do those, do those EPL players float around teams quite a bit? In the Premier League, no. They typically, okay. like, if you're at a top team, they typically don't sell. Like, top teams don't sell to each other okay. because that's well, for can you go on, reasons. So, like, do, they, do top teams go on loan to each other or no? That's a whole other thing. Loans I don't are, understand that Sometimes they do. Okay, let's explain. Real quick. 60 seconds or less. Ed and Sam go into loan, loan situations because, as for anyone that doesn't know, we were talking earlier about transfer fees, transferring. So that's when clubs actually get a player full-time. But you can also reach out to a team and pay for one of their players and on a loan situation where you just basically borrow the player for a certain set of matches or for a certain amount of seasons. Does the player so get essentially how it works is So it's kind of just like the, the baseball system. So you, you draft yeah. a player, or in this case you sign a player. You know they're not going to play because they need minutes. They need to get games in. Mm. So what they'll do is they'll still own you as a player. They'll still have your contract, but they'll loan you out to a team for you. They'll say, yeah. We'll take him for a year. We'll take him for two years. They'll either absorb the, the, the weekly fees that they have for that player, and they'll play for them, and they typically won't have, like, a recall or anything until, like, if it's on the contract to bring that player back. Mm. Does the player get compensated for that, or they're just making their, their original contract money regardless? So, like, say, for example, like, a player makes 50, 50 grand a week. They yeah. go get lunch to the club. 
And the club's like, yeah, we'll also we'll pay half of those fees, and you pay the other half. Or we'll we'll take the whole entire thing because we want this player, maybe. So the play, so, so the player's making the same amount of money regardless. Regardless. Okay. Interesting. I, and you kind of brought up a good point there. Would you wouldn't you say that out of all the professional leagues in the states right now, the closest one that could could work out a relegation type system is Major League Baseball since they yeah. have single all the way single A. All the way up to AAA and then the majors, you could yep. technically have that situation be set up if you really wanted to. Because baseball, like they can, they talk about it all the time where they'll go find some fourteen-year-old phenom from the Dominican Republic yeah. who doesn't have an ID. They're yeah. talking about this with Pujols. I am twelve. Yeah, they're like Pujols could be seventeen when he was signed. He could have yeah. been fourteen. We don't know, but. He tells them that. I'm 12. Yeah. I am 12. There I am it is. 12. From, what was bench that, warmers. Bench warmers? Yeah. yeah. And, bench warmers, uh, a $20 he's bill. He's drinking on the mound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and it's just one of those situations where, like, they have kind of a development developmental league set up. So, like, MLB could technically go to that type of soccer situation. I, I, I think the only, the only issue, and correct me if I'm wrong, with, you know, relegation in, in, in Europe and all that, but... I would say that the issue with that would be, let's say the Cubs, because they suck this year. Let's say the Cubs get relegated, okay? So now you're playing in a relegation league at Wrigley Field, and let's say the Indians get, you know, (laughs) they come up into the MLB, and you're playing MLB games in a minor league stadium. Yeah. That, the issue, the, the difference between soccer at least in Europe and the and MLB in America is first of all the fans like you would have a hard I mean you wouldn't be able to sell enough tickets for the Indians games to make it worth your money especially if if they came up into the MLB and then the Cubs would be losing 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 money because of the upkeep costs of Wrigley Field it, that and also the fields I think are smaller in minor leagues too slightly well you, they still have that situation go on in EPL because, like, for example, if Wrexham keeps climbing and winning, they have a tiny ass stadium. Okay, it's still they're still gonna have a tiny ass stadium even if they go to the Premier League. And if Chelsea would have gotten relegated, they still got a sixty thousand seat stadium, whatever it is. So there is a big drop off between oh yeah most of those like, like oh yeah okay yeah. oh yeah, but, oh, yeah. okay oh, yeah. then I'll go to my oh, then I'll yeah. go to my second part. I'll go to my second part. The fields aren't the same. I don't think those minor league players are playing traditional. Um, I mean, it's close. I'm, yeah, I was going to say close. If it has not, to be something, but I I'm think, calling cap on that because I mean, you have the Red Sox Fenway Stadium, which is tiny as fuck, and the field is tiny because of the Green Monster. So that's, no, yes, that's where I'm kind of like, but that's I don't know. that's a special case. True, but I'm, I, I yeah. think most minor league stadiums, and I could be wrong. I'd I'd love to Google it, but I know. I mean, Wrigley Field has. Like two of the shortest um, home run distances out of all major league stadiums. It's yeah. like left field and right field line. Yeah. But I do think that minor league stadiums are on the shorter side of center field. Yeah. Just overall, in general, average. I would I would venture to say their home run. And now it's a few feet. Right. We're not but, talking huge. No. Gaps. But for MLB players, I mean, hell, can you imagine? You know, Kyle Schwarber playing at the Indians. At Victory Field, I mean, it would be kind of cool. It'd be sick, <laughs> yeah, but, but I mean, yeah. it's just like you're not wrong, Frankie. Yeah. I don't disagree. I think you'd have to keep it 
between AAA and majors. I think okay. you'd have to do two leagues. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, I think there is a huge... So, I think you could compare AAA to major leagues, but I think there's a huge gap huge. and drop-off between single, double, and triple. And then it gets more complicated because those AAA players get paid fractions of fractions of fractions to play for those AAA teams. Yeah. And all yeah. those AAA teams... It's like teams, that in EPL. Okay, okay, yeah. fair. All those AAA teams are owned by a major league team. So then, what happens if what happens if the Pirates go and play the Indians? True. You would have to dismantle the farm system. You would just have to. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the downside of it. And, and, then, and then that, I mean, then logistically it's like, okay, what happens to those players? Do they bring them into the major league organization so that the AAA organization doesn't have those players? Uh, theoretically, yes. I agree that I think baseball is the most able to do some sort of relegation system. But realistically, one, it'll never happen. But yeah. I do think maybe you can maybe argue the NBA with the G League, mm-hmm. maybe. Especially That'd probably since, be the closest, just because of the sizes of the, the, the fields. You know, like the, yeah, the basketball the course, the same size. And, yeah. and that's why soccer gets away with it, too, because yeah. they have to be that regulation FIFA yeah. size. Baseball, I don't know what the requirements are of like, the sizes of the field. I think, yeah. I, 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 you know, nobody, I don't think anybody listens to this that's, a, that's more in tune with uh, baseball than I am. Not to say I'm super in tune, but I don't think we have any baseball fanatics, no. especially AAA listening. But mm. I, would, I would venture to say that the Indianapolis Indians have a shorter on average fence than the average MLB team. Hmm. Because, I mean, those players, those players aren't. A lot, mo- the majority of them aren't ever going to see MLB time. Yeah, and they're still hitting dingers. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I hit dingers, dingers, dingers only. Never Dang bunt. It, yeah, never bunt. Never bunt. But yeah, I mean, and I, I think that's that was the only thing. Was my point is like there is a there is a gap just like there is an EPL. Yeah. Between each league, which you know we we talked about Ted Lasso earlier, there is a subtle hint to them being. And EPL in the last uh, season because if you watch the first couple seasons, the team has a little bit of money, but they're in uh, gosh dang what's it called again championship league championship. Yes. Um, yeah. They were in that, and then the players are are driving nice cars. They're driving nice cars, but they're not that nice. And then when they're in EPL and they're doing well, like you see where players are buying restaurants. Players are going through designer and talking about sponsorships. They're driving McLarens in there. So, like, there is some subtle, mm-hmm. like, that's one thing that I did appreciate about Ted Lasso is they threw that in there. And then also in the final season, I thought it was hilarious. Ted goes, this does, it still doesn't make sense to me. I've been here for four years. You have, if you win the league, if you win um, EPL, you go to Champions League. And they're like, yes. And he goes, but if you get yeah. relegated, <laughs> you that. go to League Championship. And he goes, yes. And he goes, so either way, you're in the championship. <laughs> He's like, it still doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> the way it the way it actually is, you have the Premier League, then the second league, the lower is called the championship. Then the one below that one is League One. Then the one below that is League Two. Correct. Yeah, it's it it is a little weird that they call it champion Champions League or whatever, or League Championship, whatever it is. Um, yeah. yeah, I it, mean, we kind of we kind of had that shit growing up with like MRL. ISL, like that's kind of that's a little similar. Yeah, it's about the same thing. You had the yeah. MRL, then you had the 
ISL Premier, then yeah. you had Division One, yeah. two, then the the champion, whatever you want to call Champions it. Champions League, yeah. yeah. No, that it's that that okay. So now, see, now I'm following. See, yeah. here here we go. It it, it it mirrors it. It does mirror. It. Here yeah. we go. So yeah, so it's 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 been great. It's been a great episode. I think we'll have Sam on again because yeah. we've had a we've had a great time having him on here. I mean, I think next time we might do. I just had a little idea. Oh. Why don't we have a little bourbon oh. and cigar action at the uh, lake house? Ooh. Mm. You say less. Yeah. You say less. Ooh. Yeah, we could do a little lake house action, and uh, maybe we have some frat stars who are ever out there. Shit. Maybe we'll do a man <laughs> on the street with all the frat stars out yeah. there. It, yeah. is, it is so quiet now. All Jack buddies are true. separated. They're all over the country now. Yeah, you know, I graduated. I, I'm going to be real honest. I don't hate that. Like <laughs> honestly, it's uh, more it's, time for me, baby. It's Connor's friends. I'm and, gonna miss them so much. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Connor's friends, and they'd bring up the random ratchet girls um, from Kentucky. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> we like nice. those. Girls. They're nice okay, ladies. They're out. nice girls. There were some nice girls, but there were also some ratchets. I don't care what you say. She ratchet. Um, but yeah, it I was mean, also their birthday weekend, so go figure that. that was be yeah, well, exactly. Duh, they maybe. just they, and I'm pretty sure he just went around the campus to like different people that he was somewhat friends with, and was like, "Yeah, if you want to make the three hour drive, <laughs> come up to the lake house." Um, and then we'd always show up, and then I'm like, "Okay, the driveway's decently long, <laughs> yeah. and you got a decent yeah, front dude. yard, and there's still nowhere to park." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I remember, yeah, I yeah. remember that shit. Yeah. showing up and be like. Okay, so I guess I'll park on the street. Somehow, there's no available parking within the property. <laughs> Insane. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we've had Hell some yeah, good we times. Should. But yeah, we're That'd gonna do fun. we're gonna do a, a summer podcast because I've thoroughly enjoyed having Sam on. Yes. We could maybe have him for a draft at some point. Yes, and then uh, hopefully Love maybe we can, we can try to work it out where Ed's home for a weekend this summer at the lake house or something. We'll just have the whole gang in person, smoking cigars, drinking some 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 bourbon, and just having a good time. So. Sam, thank Happy you for day. being on. Um, uh, I think that kind of wraps up the podcast. Uh, as always, like and subscribe on any major platform that you listen to us on. We're on Apple, Spotify for podcasters, Spotify, Amazon Music, um, and it's free if you have Prime, so there's no ads or anything like that, and that we're not getting paid for those ads, so if you have Prime, shout yet. out to that. Yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then we're also obviously on Google as well. And then please like and subscribe and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And appreciate you all for tuning in. And hopefully we helped you out with kind of understanding soccer and European soccer and how that kind of works around the world. Cheers. Cheers, y'all. Cheers, Cheers lads.